Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. Hey, friends. I meant to start this as so, Michelle, but I, I'm, I'm in a really good mood. Um, and I forgot my cue. So I guess that means Michelle has to take over the show. Um, sorry. You're not, you're not going to say anything. You're just going to stare. Okay. I, I get behind that. Uh, well, I had a very rare day. Yeah. Um, before I talk about the drive-in jamboree and stuff, I, I want to point out that I should buy a lottery ticket because today the mechanic called to tell me it would cost less than we thought by like a large margin. So on my way, okay, well, my car had been making a funny sound for a little while and mm -hmm. right before the Jamboree, which is in Memphis, which is seven and a half hours away, it started being a lot louder, like right before I left. And I didn't have time to get it into a mechanic. And I assumed it was my rotors, maybe, probably. And so I went down there and it got worse while I was down there. And then it started giving me a car warning light about it. So I mm -hmm. drove home with like a terrifying warning light the whole way up, which it's not the first time I've stupidly driven my car when it was unwise, but I digress. So I take the car to the mechanic and I'm expecting them to say like, look, you need all new rotors. You need new brakes. Cause I've never changed the rotors on that car and I've had it for eight years. Mm -hmm. And apparently the rotors are fine. Uh, I just found that out today, but I which no one, no one was more surprised than me that the rotors were in perfectly good shape. Um, I thought they looked terrible. Um, and I know they're not lying to me because they could have made like $500 off of me today or $600 off of me today. You know, sometimes my, my old mechanic, I thought that like, maybe he just didn't want to work. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> there's a problem. And he'd be like, it's not really a problem. You don't do anything. It's fine. Well, this is a place with 12 mechanics too. I think oh, they okay. just want to make money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> counselor of war. Good to see you. Uh, hitting us up. He's the one, the one twitcher said, oi, oi, save loys. I don't know if I know what that means. I don't know what that means. Um, help us out here. Uh, so, so the, uh, <laughs> so I, the auto mechanic, I'm expecting like maybe a thousand dollar bill because of needing brakes and rotors. And they call me this morning and they're like, okay, so uh, good news. It's uh, it's not your rotors and brakes are fine. Uh, a, a metal piece a metal pan under your car must have gotten hit by road debris and it bent it slightly so it was bumping your rotor every now and then and i was like oh so what do uh what, what are we gonna do he's like oh we we bent it back and i was like oh so how much is that gonna cost you like 65 bucks like we because we had to drive it around and test it and make sure it was all good and i was mm -hmm. like oh okay and i'm just sitting here thinking like i was prepared to spend all of my savings mm -hmm. on on this issue so 
then he was like, uh, so you can come and get it whatever you want. And I was like, well, actually, could you change the oil? Because it was due. So I was like, could you actually just go ahead and do the oil change? And they were like, what kind of oil change do you want? And I was like, do the super oil change. Because it's, uh, it's uh, or not the super oil change, but, you know, like the, it's like, I think most places call it like the manager special. You know, it's like, Michelle's like, I don't know. I've never, I don't even know what oil is. Uh, well, at some places, what a manager special is, it's usually just like a oil change combined with some um, maintenance checking and stuff like that. So, so what I did was I, I paid a hundred dollars or yeah, a hundred dollars for the manager special, which is the super oil change. So you get a full synthetic oil change and then you get a 136 point vehicle inspection, tire rotation, uh, engine flush, you know, they do all the stuff. And I figured since I was planning on spending insane amounts of money, I may as well do that because it's good for the car. And uh, But I can't tell you how happy I was when they handed me back my car. And they're like, we did the full inspection. And I was like, oh, nothing was wrong. They're like, nope, nothing. And I was like, <laughs> I, I owned a car for too long that needed lots of help. Mm-hmm. But I can't even be mad. I put, you know, maybe seven grand into that car or eight grand into that car. But that was way after it was paid off. Like, I hadn't had... Well, that car was a gift from my mother anyway. I never had to pay it. Michelle, why are you making that face? Because I have to call someone now. All right, Michelle, you know the drill. I'm sorry. No, you're just so important. This is a a big deal. They charged me money for this. Go on, go on. I'll, I'll, I'll know when you're back lousy michelle see guys michelle's gotten too important for us and it's it's hurtful um but she doesn't care she just keeps doing her michelle stuff uh so counselor of war said uh it's a type of sausage british slang sorry (laughs) oh that's okay um so what uh what kind of sausage is it exactly I, i you brought up food which is naturally going to get me interested uh, but anyway, I'm going to talk about my car some more since Michelle is too busy. She's a big shot now, guys. She can't just do the show. She has to take a call during it. <laughs> but um, but no. So my car came back to me. I only spent like a hundred and uh, a total of like one hundred and eighty dollars or something. And my car is in great shape. I'm so happy. And now all I want to do is go on a road trip, baby. I was just in Memphis this weekend for the Joe Bob Briggs drive-in jamboree. It was super, super fun. I figured I'd talk about that a little bit. It was uh, three days of absolute movie nerddom. Uh, We're talking drive-in movies, celebrities, photo, you know, photo ops, uh, autographs. It was so much fun. So much fun. Uh, Counselor of War says a Savloy is a type of highly seasoned sausage usually bright red, normally boiled and often available in British fish and chip shops, especially in London, Buckinghamshire and Essex. Um, that sounds, see, when I think of a very, uh, when I think of a very red sausage, I think of chorizo or Portuguese charis or linguiça, which uh, I'm a very big fan of. Uh, uh, charis and linguiça, which are Portuguese sausages, they're so there's so much high like a pica- high picante paprika in them that they turn everything red. If you cook uh, a piece of linguisa in a pan and then add some eggs, the eggs turn red and turn delicious. So um oh that's so good. Uh 
Ray Mattis said, welcome back, my brother. Good to be back, Ray. Good to be back. I hope you're doing very well. I hope the women in your life are doing very well. Um, and uh, then he said, I joke a lot. I have a joke about oil, but it's crude. Wow. You nailed that one. Well played. Uh, <laughs> Counselor Roy said, no, it's not as classy as chorizo. Chorizo is pretty working class, man. So uh, that's saying something. Uh, apparently in the U.S. and Maine, they have the same sausage and they call it Red Snapper. Okay. I could dig that. Um, <laughs> Chris Weaver, Hogzilla, Hogzilla, Hogzilla. I saw you there, didn't I, Chris? I, I, I sometimes have trouble combining the people. Um, I have trouble uh, combining the people from Facebook. What? No peace sign, Michelle? No, I, I thought about it and then I really didn't want to. So I didn't. Well, we were all having a nice time since you're too important to talk to us. It's okay. It's just someone who wanted an inspection quote, but didn't want to hire anybody yet. Thanks. You have done stuff like that in your life though, where you're just getting fat. You're just doing fact finding. I don't normally call people for that though, because it's well, too you don't, upsetting. You don't like to call people at all. Exactly. So. So. <laughs> uh, well, Chris Weaver said "Hogzilla" while you were gone, which is important. And okay. Counselor of War and I were talking about the Savloy sausage, mm-hmm. which is a bright kind of bright red sausage that's normally boiled in England. Cool. And apparently in Maine, they have the same sausage and call it Red Snapper. Weird. I've not. I've heard of Red Snapper the fish. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of Red Snapper, the uh, sausage. Sausage. I know how much you like sausage. Michelle's a big like. Well, not, well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like you, yeah. you are you enjoy sausage, but you don't eat meat, so you don't. But like the one meat you've always said you like is sausage meat. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Michelle's weird. She she's like, I don't really like meat, but when I do, the only meat I think tastes good is like extremely processed meat. Yeah, exactly. Although I kind of agree, and so does the rest of America. But uh, <laughs> so I was just talking about going to Memphis, to Music City, to uh, the drive-in jamboree. Uh, roughly this time last year, you and I did an episode in your uh, in your dining room together of this show is awkward. Uh, oh, yeah. After I'd returned, yeah, that would that's like a, a year ago next week. So, um, and what I was mentioning what I was mentioning when, uh, you know, before I was so rudely interrupted by your being so important that people have to call you on the phone is now that I know my car is in like excellent shape. I really need to like make a plan to come and visit like super soon. Like I really, really want to do that. So, cause I miss you, Michelle. I miss you. I don't know why. But I I do Uh, counselor war said we have some amazing vegan sausages here. We do too, actually. I have some that I made just a couple days ago, but they were not good. But I'm still <laughs> eating them. Wait, so well, once we get through these chats, I, I need to know how you make vegan sausage. Uh, Facebook user, I don't know why it's not saying their name. It's just saying Facebook user said hot dogs are the best. I do love a good hot dog. Sorry. I'm really hungry right now. I haven't eaten today. Um, Rachel Rodolfi commented, said being a home inspector got to her head. Yeah, Michelle, you've really changed. I know. You've really changed. Uh, David DeNoyer, Dave, good to see you, buddy. He said, uh, takes all kinds of critters to make farmer Vincent Fritters. I finished the sentence for him. 
That's a reference to Motel Hell. They're cannibals. It's fine. David, uh, very exciting. Uh, I believe tomorrow he's getting fixed. He's going to the vet and getting fixed. So, which is, you should do that. You should take your Daves and get them spayed or neutered. So, Michelle, I could talk about the drive-in jamboree forever, but right now I need to know, how do you make vegan sausage? I don't know. They just, like, take some sort of vegetable protein. But like you made it. So what did you do? What was oh, your... I take oh, it out of yeah. a package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was really sad. <laughs> so I was like, let me buy something that's good. And it was on sale, but then oh, it no. wasn't good. So I was oh, even no. more sad. Oh, no. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, sea of Madness commented. My buddy Keith said, Dave doesn't know we're having him put down. Keith, why are you supposed to tell him? I figured, no, well, you know, though, as bad as that is, I figured Dave would figure that out once I gave him McDonald's. He would just be like, oh, sweet, McDonald's, wait a second. Am I going, am I, what's happening here? And I'd be like, here's another McDonald's. And he'd be like, oh boy, another McDonald's. And that's how we get it by. Uh, Dave said, uh, <laughs> Dave said, wait a minute, you passed the park. Oh man, now I'm getting sad. Um, so, and then he said, yay, vasectomy. Unfortunately, David, they're, they're fresh out of vasectomies. So they're just going to neuter you. It's easier and cheaper. So we're just going to have you neutered. Um, Ray Mattis said, guess Dave and I won't be shunting anytime soon. <laughs> you have to, you have to be a longtime fan of the bizarre cult movie society to know what shunting is. And frankly, Michelle, I'd be afraid to show it to you. Okay. David said, as long as I get the remains in a jar, I'll be okay. Uh, best I could do is a plastic jar. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I like how it's just like, it keeps being not exactly what he wants. It just keeps <laughs> like needling down. So, uh, okay. Sorry. I thought you meant you literally made sausage. You meant you prepared sausage and it was awful. No, it just tastes weird. And the consistency is weird. It's like just a brand that sounded like it sounded like it it was like a specialty type brand, mm -hmm. but it was just kind of gross. So, oh, how did you serve it? I made I put it in some sauce, like I like fr like put it in a pan with like peppers and onions. Oh, okay. and then I like put sauce on it, and then I like put it on like some pasta. Oh, that sounds nice. It it could have been. <laughs> So, well, so last week, Michelle, you weren't on because you were too busy doing a home inspection uh -huh. and it went well. I don't know. What inspection was that? Uh, that was last Wednesday. I think that was the one. Cause I think, wait, did I, when did I work last week? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, was that like, I'm sure it went fine. <laughs> I mean, I know that it went fine because I asked you at the time, but I'm trying to get people caught up who miss you when you're gone, Michelle. I, miss me. I think they miss you. I don't think so. Oh, we'll see what the chat says in a minute. They're not going to say anything. They're going to say they missed you. Um, so, but you don't have any others scheduled right now or do you? No, I have two scheduled right now. What? Yes. Yeah, I have one that I don't actually think I have a bad feeling about. It's like somebody in Chester who is 
needs an, wants an inspection for the place she's renting because she's about to buy it. Oh. But like I sent her the contract and everything and she hasn't signed it and she looked at it like a couple days ago. But the inspection is not until next Wednesday. I mean, it, Early you've had a lot of problem with people signing at the last possible moment. Yeah, yeah. The one guy like actually really scared him because he hadn't signed it yet and I and like he didn't see my messages until like 4:30 in the morning on the day of the inspection and then he couldn't figure out how to open the contract oh and God. he was like messaging me like 4:30 going like I don't know how to do this and then like 10 seconds later he was like oh I figured it out um, <laughs> poor guy he just didn't want to inconvenience you too like he felt bad yeah well because I know you've had some issues where like, you're like they better sign the contract soon and I've been impressed so far they all have come through though well, I mean, we're kind of at a point where, um, for for the most part, uh, these people they have a very short these window people. of opportunity. These people have a very <laughs> short uh, window of opportunity to get an inspection. So it's not like they can just not. Yeah. Like, I mean, they could just not. But by the time, usually they contact someone and then like they have to like set it up with their realtor and with the the people who live at the house. So you can't just like flake last minute and then find somebody. Um, so the only reason that, you know, like I would just assume someone wouldn't sign is because either they don't like the terms and then we just have to go like, I guess you don't get an inspection <laughs> or, or like they found somebody else immediately after talking to me, but then forgot to tell me. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Michelle's so important. All right. All right. Uh, I guess the show's up to us guys. Michelle is, is. I knew this was going to happen one day. Now everybody wants a piece of Michelle and she forgets where she came from. You know, she's just immediately just like, sorry, I have too many phone calls to take because I'm so important. <laughs> um, well, how's everybody doing over here? We got some people hanging out live with us. So talk with me. I'm lonely. My best friend doesn't like me anymore. She's, uh, <laughs> she's too busy to be my friend anymore. Uh, even just for the, the one hour we dedicate to it a week. Um, but no, I had a great time at the drive-in jamboree, some highlights for me. Um, I was in a mosh pit while we were listening to the Ramones while we were listening to the Ramones playing in rock and roll high school. And, uh, so we were doing, we were listening to the Ramones and I was moshing, jumping up and down. And this one tall skinny guy just kept whacking into me really hard. And finally I looked at him cause I was like, what is your deal? And it was Jonah Ray from mystery science theater 3000. So that was pretty funny. Um, I also got to see Tim Capello, the famous, uh, shirtless saxophone player from, uh, from, um, uh, from, uh, lost boys. Sorry. I lost my train of thought from lost boys. He was incredible, still an amazing saxophone player, super positive dude, uh, really enjoyed hanging out with him. Uh, damn right, Dave. I still believe, I still believe. Um, so Michelle, how's everything going? Little Miss Fancy Pants. Just a fucking SEO company that keeps calling me and doesn't let me talk for the first like two minutes. So, but I mean, do you do business with them or are they just trying to get your business? No, they're just trying to get my business. They're just hanging up on them. I am. It's mean. <laughs> so I just wanted to stop talking so I can say, hey, I'm in the middle of something and I can't talk to you right now and I don't want your help, but he won't let me. <laughs> well, while you were gone, we were talking about how much we miss you. No, you and weren't. 
And Ray Mattis commented and said, aside from myself, you know, whom seriously missed Michelle, my dog, Minnie truth. My dog loves the sound of Michelle's voice and sometimes talks back to the computer screen. That's so interesting. I'm sorry that <laughs> it has to be me. You, you have a good voice, especially for doggies. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, uh, well, I was talking about how I got to see Tim Capella from the lost boys play a uh, saxophone at the drive-in. Cool. It was so much fun. So you have never seen uh, the Lost Boys, I would assume. Have you seen yeah, the Lost Boys? Lost Boys. Oh, you yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the saxophone player at the beginning? I don't know. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm laughing because Chris Weaver, who I saw at the Jamboree, he was there. We we uh, we saw each other a couple of times. He said Tom Atkins from Halloween Three grabbed his ass while he was taking a picture with him. <laughs> Tom Atkins is a really funny dude. Um. So, um, let me see if I can pull up a picture of Tim Capello. So if it's been a while since you've seen, well, first of all, you like lost boys, I would assume. Cause it's a great movie. Yeah, it was good. It's a phenomenal movie and your favorite movie, right? Uh huh. Like it's your all time favorite. Sure. I'm okay. Good, good, good. Shh, shh, shh. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, uh, Keith Thomas said, I hope you go into an inspection with an obvious fake British accent. It would inspire trust. <laughs> Hello, uh, potential homeowner. That's not a British accent at all. No. I'm ashamed of myself. Um, so it's easy to forget until you've seen the movie a ton. But in the opening of Lost Boys, when they're showing, um, uh, when they're showing like the, uh, you know, the 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 area where everything's, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the word. You know where where you see like that it's a, a you would know better because you live out you've lived out east. Uh, boardwalk. There's a boardwalk. Uh huh. And uh, that's kind of like, so that when they're establishing the boardwalk and they're showing people like dancing and partying, there's a band playing and they're playing a song called I Still Believe. And the guy who's singing it is uh, shirtless and oiled and uh, and his name is Tim Capello. And he's actually a very like brilliant saxophone player. So I'm going to pull up a picture uh, of Tim right here. There we go. So that's him on Google. Okay. So like. The older mm-hmm. pictures obviously are him now. He's still in like great shape and he is such a, a good uh, saxophone player. So, but like, look at how oiled he was. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's really oiled. Ew, I bet that doesn't feel good. Being oiled up? Yeah. You've never been oiled up, Michelle? I don't like oil on my skin. What? But oil is good for your skin. I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're an animal. Uh, David Neuer commented and said, uh, I'm reading the Lost Boys comic your mom got me for my birthday. I like that sounds like a thinly veiled insult, but my mother actually did get him a Lost Boys comic for his birthday. Uh, Capello's character is actually a vampire hunter in this story, and he's been hitting vampires with the saxophone. That's awesome. I love that. Well, he's so, uh, so Tim Capello is such a like wonderful, positive force. He's just such a sweet guy mm-hmm. that everybody who meets him immediately loves his character in the movie more too they like they immediately after they meet him they're like man i wish the saxophone guy was bigger in the movie because i like that guy so much tim capella mm-hmm. so cool he played not only did he play i still believe um uh from the lost boys uh like with a backing track he played sax and sang it but he also played a saxophone lead version of the last drive-in theme song it was really cool. good 
He's super good. Um, and one of my favorite things about the uh, about the Jamboree was the bands that played, which were mostly uh, on Friday night. Tim Capello played a couple songs and he played songs with the Big Feet, which is John Brennan's band, the guy who does the music for The Last Drive-In. And the Big Feet played every night or both nights, uh, Friday and Saturday, they played. And I had so much fun watching them play and go nuts and having like special guests come out and, and, you know, say some stuff. And they had an Elvis impersonator on Saturday night who was not amused by like how like ridiculous and gross the, the other performers were acting. Really? Oh my gosh. Uh, Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a second, uh, all about it. So, but, uh, I have video for my phone. I should have like loaded it up. I could have shared, I could have showed it on the show, but, um, so uh, one of my favorite things though was seeing the celebrity guests join in on the like music, like do a si- singing or whatever. And you're, I think you'll appreciate this, Michelle. One of the things I loved about it the most was that it was clearly unrehearsed. Like it actually made it feel more like you were hanging out with everybody and mm-hmm. laughing with them because like somebody would go up and do a performance and they clearly had never rehearsed with the band before. They just knew the words and the band knew the music. Mm-hmm. So like they'd slip up and laugh and stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. Like this yeah. is not. This is this is a loose show. We just want to spend time together and entertain each other. Mm-hmm. I really love that when it's like that. I because uh, yeah. I remember. Um, uh, <laughs> I remember. Um, I, I like. I just remember when I was younger playing shows and stuff. How much fun it was to like make somebody play with you on stage who didn't know all of it, and they would just mm-hmm. try their best. You just you just laugh off when you mess up. It's not a big yeah. deal. Like we're all having a good time. Uh, oh, yeah. Chris Weaver said Elvis left right after his performance. He jumped in the car and sped off. So, OK, so Dave Sheridan, he's an actor. He was in the in scary movie. Did you ever see scary movie? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> well, he played Deputy Doofy. OK. Um, and Deputy Doofy was a joke on Deputy Dewey from Scream. But mm-hmm. but Deputy, the joke about Deputy Dewey was that he was a little goofy. So Deputy Doofy was like a very offensive caricature of a mentally challenged person. <laughs> like, okay. like, I don't know how else to put it. And um, <laughs> so Dave Sheridan, he's been in a ton of comedy movies. He was in like uh, super troopers and he's just a comedy actor guy. Mm-hmm. And he loves that when he goes to horror conventions, people want photos of him as deputy doofy. Cause scary movie came out in 2000 or 99. So it's really mm-hmm. like people have a fond memory of it. So yeah. he came out on stage and did a performance of um, uh, of of a, a old blues song. I'm forgetting which one it was right now, but uh, he did a performance. But he like knew the words kind of. Uh, <laughs> he knew the words kind of, and basically he starts performing, and then at one point he starts grabbing at his crotch, and starts saying like uh, saying like I got an instrument right here. You you guys want to see it? And people are like cheering. And this is at the point where the Elvis guy who was just like hanging out, dancing to the side. Cause like everybody was kind of like a review almost like mm-hmm. we were all just gonna, he starts getting uncomfortable. So then Dave Sheridan says like, you want to see it? He starts just like keeps touching his pants and touching his pants. So then he drops his pants and his under and is just in his underwear. And that was mm-hmm. when I noticed when I really noticed the Elvis guy was not happy. So the guy drops his pants and he starts like rubbing at himself and saying, like, you want to see it? You want to see my instrument? And everybody's like going nuts. And then he pulls a little tiny maraca out of his underwear and starts shaking it into the microphone. It was so good. It was so funny. But the Elvis guy was not, oh, was not happy. So, So after that, 
he basically he played he played his like three song set and he was supposed to play a set later but he just left because when, when they said like when they showed Bubba Hotep and they were like we're gonna have Elvis come out uh, somebody was like Elvis is gone <laughs> and the guy I was sitting next to had pointed out he was like dude Elvis like walked by and like took his laptop and fucking left like because wow. he had a laptop set you know to play his backing tracks because mm-hmm. he was an Elvis impersonator in Memphis Music City um, so Sea of Madness just just said Elvis was all shook up and then put in parentheses, God, I hate myself. We hate you too. We hate you too. Hey, Ray Mattis, you just said L- LMAO at Sea of Madness. Too funny. Ray Mattis, you've always got the cheesy jokes. Where Throw a couple Elvis jokes at us. I want to hear them. But yeah, so the uh, the live performance were some of the best stuff cool. uh, for me. I just It was just so much fun. And uh, at the first Jamboree, their stage was like really high up. It was like a 10 foot stage like a big outdoor stage. So you couldn't really, you know how it is. Like you, you couldn't like walk up to the stage and really be in it. Yeah. yeah. But at this show, the stage was normal height. So it was maybe three and a half, four feet, whatever that is, whatever that normal stage height is. So I noticed that during the first show, cause Brennan had said like, you know, let's bring some people up. And I realized like, Oh crap, I could totally just, you could just walk up. So then a bunch of us like walked up in like a proper show, you know, and, and like hung out there and, and uh, my favorite thing was that b- between every song, the drummer would say, I want to see a brutal fucking circle pit. <laughs> and then they'd play like a slow song. It's always brutal sl- circle pit. So it was really, really fun. I, ha- I had a great time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Unfortunately, um, I was stressed out the whole time because my thought my car was like really breaking apart. Um, yeah. And nobody freak out. But I found a growth on Chicano, so I got to take him to the vet and get it checked out. It's probably nothing. It's not a growth where his old cancer growth was. It's mm-hmm. it's in a totally different part of his body. It's probably nothing. I'm going to get it taken care of right away. But yeah, so I was pretty stressed out at the at the event. Thank you to everybody like Tim or not Tim, uh, like Chris. Um, actually, there was a guy named Tim there, too, but he's not in the room right now. Uh, but for the people who were just like really nice to me at the show and stuff, because I had a, the best time ever, but I was really worried and stressed out about my general life stuff. Sure. While while we were doing all that stuff. So I really am thankful for people being so nice and friendly. So uh, Ray Matt has commented, I want to cover Elvis songs, but change the lyrics. So they're all sad and emo. I'd call myself Elvis Depressly. You should do it. Remember I asked him for jokes about Elvis. Huh. I still want him to do it, though. <laughs> Uh, what was that? What was that gas station I passed by? Was it Sad Sam's Gas? Yeah, and then then the then then the other one that was like it was like Nervous Tim or something or Nervous yeah. Steve or something. I, I you I, I I was a little mad at you because you thought I made it up. I was like, how dare you? But I it, would it just... never lie to you. <laughs> I mean, not unless it was funnier than that. Mm. Okay. Oh oh. Oh my gosh, hold on. Hold on. Look. It's real. Nervous Charlie and Sad Sam's Gas. What? Why? It's just a place on the way to Nashville. How come they're so lucky like that? I want to know why this uh, why this Native American looks like he's doing like a, a World War II bad, bad guy salute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we get demonetized for saying Jewish, uh, in a normal way. So I don't even want to say the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sa- there's sad Sam. Wow. Yeah. See. Wow. Lucky. 
I remember after I saw it, the first thing I said to you was, don't worry, I got you a, a job application. <laughs> so that's Sad Sam. And then here's Nervous Charlie. Yeah. So see, that's what I passed. Sad Sam's fireworks gas market and then Nervous Charlie's market beer fireworks. Wow. Drive uh, no uh, no drive north of Nashville is complete without Sad Sam's and Nervous Charlie's. Wow. Yeah, there's Nervous Charlie. Uh, this is kind of a small picture. Mm-hmm. Nervous Charlie's fireworks. I I like them because I imagine that they were like these little tiny gas stations, like little ones, with just like hand drawn signs. And they've grown into this. Oh no! I just silly... imagine. That they were oh. now. <laughs> well, they're 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 still pretty small. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's not exactly what you wanted. There is the uh, the Adolf Hitler uh, <laughs> Native American there, though. It's a little weird. All right, let's. Uh, so that's enough about Sad Sam's and Nervous Charlie's. Um, oh, Ray Mattis has another joke for us. Uh, he said, "I'd like to think that Love Me Tender was about chicken strips." Mm, quite. So anyway, yeah, so I had a great time in Memphis. It was the first time I'd been to Memphis in, I think, 14 years or 15 years. And, uh, oh, I guess I should regale you with the horrifying story of my hotel room at the first hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I read one more joke, <laughs> uh, Ray Mattis said, Sad Sam and Nervous Charlie sound like screw-up mafia goons in a Martin Scorsese movie. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. So, uh, yeah, there were a lot of things stressing me out at the, at the event that I, you know, I had to deal with. And one of them was that when the show was announced and I booked my hotel, I booked at a cheap hotel that had decent reviews. Um, oh gosh, Chris, Chris Weaver said, I heard horror stories about the Hilton rooms. You can tell me what they are. I loved my Hilton room because that's where I ended up after I escaped from the budget tell. So. I drive up. Oh my gosh. Hen Wolf is laying by my foot. She just bumped Aww. her head into me. So uh, I, I ride into Memphis and the photos looked fine for the budgetel Memphis. It wasn't the cheapest hotel either. There was a place that was like $39 a night that literally looked like you get robbed, uh, murdered, and then given bed bugs all at once. Wow. So, so I end up. Uh, I end up going to the budget tell because it was only $80 a night and I was trying to save some money and I pull up and immediately realize I'm in trouble. It, first of all, it's, it's next to a place called the hotel Memphis, which is literally, I sent you a picture of that, Michelle, mm-hmm. like it it's had a really literally, nice work. and everything else was made of syphilis. Like it was, it was really horrifying that place. Like, and it was like a busted up white picket fence separated the two parking lots. Mm-hmm. The budget tell basically had fresh paint over all of the terrifying things to the point where I was surprised that I didn't see like a homeless junkie just painted over, like just sitting there smoking crack, just with, like just stripes of paint over top of him. Cause that's what it was like. Mm-hmm. So I get there. And the first thing I notice when I pull up is, um, and this is funny now that I didn't think I was going to have to sleep there. Um, Stop reading the thing, Michelle. I'm telling you an important story that you okay. already know because you listen. I called you on the phone almost crying. Um, 
it's not that funny that I that I cried. Shut up. Uh, so uh, no, so so I I, I get I, I pull up to the budget tell and I can't park in front of the entrance to check in because there's already a car in front of the entrance that has no back window, no front bumper, and two people are just sleeping in their seats in it. Two people that are definitely using drugs. If they're sleeping, how can you tell? Is that a real question? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was that? Was there a bug yeah. on you? Yeah, it just landed on my arm. Where did it come from? <laughs> oh, no. Well, so so that was a bad thing. These two people are like literally blocking check-in to be in their heroin naps. So then I, I go in and I go to check-in and I knew I was in trouble when I booked online. And it took 15 minutes to check me in. I just always know you're in trouble when it takes like 15 minutes to check in at a break at any hotel. Why does it take any time? Mm -hmm. Like they're just like, it took forever. And the lady was like oddly rude. Um, so I go to my room and the moment I open it, I'm like, Hey, this isn't so bad. And then I look over and the table next to my bed that would hold the, the lamp, the table is upside down and the lamp is just sitting next to it. And one of the legs on legs on the table has broken off and they literally taped a piece of wood to like make it right. But it's still upside down. It's not right side up. So I'm like, oh, okay. So then I start looking around the carpet's dirty. Uh, I noticed that there were holes in the bathroom door. I wish I'd taken pictures, but I was honestly so mortified and upset because mm -hmm. before when there were times when I would look at hotels in Memphis for the event and everything was booked, but then something would open up, but then everything would be booked again. So I was also thinking like, am I, where am I even going to stay? It's going to cost me so much more money. They're never going to give me my money back, which they are trying their best not to give me a penny back by the way. I'm sure. So I look around and yeah, I start to notice things are being painted, had been painted over in the, in the room. But then my favorite was when I did my bed bugs check and I found a mouse trap behind my bed. Like, do they really, is this supposed to be like an appropriate place for a person to stay for $80 a night? Well, it didn't have a mouse in it, right? I so. didn't check. I was too afraid to oh, check. Okay. So we don't know either way. It's doing its job. So, so there was that. And there was also the other thing, which was that I saw a lot of cars with like windows busted out in the parking lot. That's I saw two, two cars with windows busted out. Um, and not like busted out. So they had cardboard taped up. I mean, just like just didn't have back windows or didn't have side windows. That's really interesting. Cause it rains. Yeah. Like you yeah, should, yeah, you it should does. keep up your windows if you can't afford to get new ones. So I remember at one point, I think I was on the phone with you when this happened because I was really, I kept, I was like gaslighting myself. I was like, maybe this is fine. This is probably fine. This is probably fine. The worst thing about staying there would have been getting home from the drive-in at two 30 or four, three in the morning when it would yeah. like the one time you would really not want to be out and about. Um, and all the businesses by it were uh, boarded up by the way. Wow. Like it was really a scary place. And I grew up in a really rough area and mm -hmm. I was getting those feelings in my gut. Like when I, where I grew up, where it was like, keep walking, keep walking. That was literally mm -hmm. what my instincts are saying. It was like, keep walking. It's like, I'm walking, I'm going, this is where I'm staying. It's like, no. So while I was on the phone with you trying to like decide it, cause I was mad. I was like, I can't spend this money and I shouldn't spend this money to go to another hotel. And like, it's going to be expensive because all the cheap places are booked. And, and then, um, 
And then literally while I was looking out my window trying to calm myself down, I just watched a guy buy heroin. And I was like, well, um, and that was when I told you, like, I'm going to go and book a new room. So then I, so then I lucked out and they had one room open at the Hilton where the event was being held way more expensive. I spent a lot of money, but it was worth it for the convenience. And yeah, it was really worth it for the convenience. Yeah. Um, I was very, very pleased. Uh, now to hear what Chris Weaver heard people complaining about. Um, he said, I heard horror stories about the Hilton rooms. Uh, I stayed five minutes away at the Holiday Inn Express, which is where I would have stayed if I hadn't been trying to book cheap until the last minute. He said, people at the con were saying the rooms had no fridges or microwaves. That's where, My room had a fridge, but no microwave. My room did have a refrigerator, though. Um, maybe they didn't realize it was behind a cabinet because I had a refrigerator, like where you would expect it to be. What were you going to say, Michelle? You, you were- I was just going to say that's that's just what if they just don't have microwaves or refrigerators, that's just your life. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, They said toilets weren't working and leaking. And apparently the top floors had a weird smell on them. So I will say my toilet was acting a little funny, but it never like, but not enough to like, it just like would make a sound, you know, would make that like, it would make a a sound, you know, like it would sit there, like it was refilling really slow or something. Uh So I just closed the door so I didn't have to listen to it. It always flushed when I needed it to flush. So I didn't give a shit. Um, as far as a smell on the top floor, I stayed on the 24th floor and there are 26 floors. So I was on the 24th floor. I did not notice a weird smell. Um, I'm very happy about that. Um, the room that I was looking that I almost stayed at the budgetel smelled like marijuana. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, the, my room did not smell weird, but it was hot. And they even told me, I mentioned to one of the Where people at the hotel, Michelle, just let it do what it's going to do. It's on my leg. Was that an ant? Yeah. They the like same. you. You're delicious. Okay. Sorry. But, um, sorry. Um, but no, so, uh, uh, that was like, that was the nightmare of, of, of the initial thing. So then at the Hilton, I talked to somebody and they informed me that basically I had my, my air conditioner turned like all the way up at the Hilton and it, the room was, it was cool, but it wasn't getting very cool. Mm-hmm. And I was basically, it was 101 degrees that day that it was having a hard time. And I was basically told like, because half the room is glass and you're so high up, like this is mm-hmm. the best you can get. So and yeah. it wasn't uncomfortable. It was fine. So I, I was able to survive it. Um, but yeah, I didn't notice a weird smell, but, uh, but uh, Chris Weaver said, I blame the beauty Queens moms for the clogged toilets. LOL. There was a child's beauty pageant at the hotel, the same time as our horror convention. And I love that people were like, you know, I hope you don't scar them for life. And I was like, they're scarring us for life. Mm -hmm. This is horrifying. Do you need to take that? No, I don't actually. Sorry. Okay. Uh, See, Amanda said you have to wait for the tape to dry. Uh, David Denora said, yeah, man, got to watch out for those haunted houses and hotels. LOL. Yeah. One time Dave and I were talking about our childhoods and Dave grew up in a very white bread, nice area. And I did not. So, uh, and that's all I'm going to put, put it that way. Uh, but Dave was like, one time we were watching, oh, what was it? We were seeing, um, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, the movie version of that. And the, the kids are all like freaked out by this haunted house. And Dave was like, Hey, when you were growing up, did you guys have like, you had like a house that like nobody would ever go toward? And I was like, Oh yeah, we did. And he was like, no, I mean like, like, you know, cause it was like, cause it was like a scary place that you all were too afraid to go to it. Cause you like all had stories. And I was like, 
yeah, we had several houses like that that we would never walk up to. And and he was like, he was like, well, what happened there? I was like, they dealt drugs there and like police would pull bodies out of it. And he was like, no, but I mean like, like a place that was like scary. Cause like people died there. And I'm like, yeah, we had that there all the time. <laughs> and Dave was finally like, Oh my God. And that's become one of our favorite inside jokes. It's just like, watch out for those haunted houses. <laughs> uh, Asia wolf said, hi, hi, Asia wolf. How are you? Um, Oh, I can't pull up the one that has the emoji. Uh, oh, yeah, Lameo. Uh, and then Chris Weaver said, uh, Danhausen said he was going to enter the beauty contest. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, I did get to visit with Danhausen. He was super, super cool. Very nice, very expensive autograph, but worth every penny. Um, so I had a great time. I don't want it to sound like it was all bad, but it all started really stressful. Oh, so that's the end point. So I get in my car and just get the hell out of that budget tell because it was like terrifying there. And uh, literally, as I'm walking to the car, I booked a room on my phone at the hotel. And then 11 minutes later, I walked into the hotel. They handed me my key in like two minutes. And then mm-hmm. I was in my room and I was like, oh, thank God. <sighs> See, I was very stressed out because I, 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 you know, out of nowhere, I have to spend $700 on a hotel room I wasn't planning to spend on top of the 400 or $390 I spent on the hotel room before, which they are fighting to not give me back. And then I was worried about, you know, vet bills for Chicano and then also my car repair bill. So it was a little stressful. I still had a wonderful time. There were so many awesome people, so many awesome mutants at the Jamboree. So thank you if I saw you there uh, and you said anything nice to me or just even made eye contact with me at lunch. I am thankful for you. So anyway, but it was it was a hell of a thing. It it really was. Have you ever uh, ditched a hotel because it was awful? No. Was what was the hotel with the gun? Yeah, there was a there was a hotel <laughs> in North Carolina, I think. Uh, I don't remember where we were, but yeah, we stayed in a hotel that was like really really cheap, and everything was like really dirty, and there was like like loose little cigarette roll pieces <laughs> all over everything. Yeah, and it was gross. And then my friend who was with me. Who is from the UK? So oh, they that guy. Have guns. Um, went outside to do something because it was one. It was a motel, so it was like yeah. just the door. And there was a guy just going through the trash, and he was going and he was talking to somebody about how he was looking for his gun, <laughs> like that well, he had dropped it or something. You done so. goofed if it's in the garbage. Exactly. And, and so, how old were you? You were young. That was pretty young for you. Yeah. Right? I don't know, like, like when, like, twenty, like, twenty-one, twenty-two, yeah. something like that. I think that's why I was so conflicted because I had always just kind of put powered through really awful things like that when I was younger. And there's a part of me that's like, that was like, dude, I'm thirty-five. I don't make a bad living. I have a credit card. I don't want to put up with this shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to like, because that's one of the things. Like, if you if you can get out of something, you should get out of it. Well, and I was also booked there for four days. That's mm-hmm. the other bad thing. Like, like I could have probably I could have put up with that place for one night. I could have, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but you know, um, but four nights is a lot yeah. of time to be miserable. Yeah. Um. Also, though, I've never left a like a hotel. 
even though I've stayed at ones that I didn't like and was scary, and the one where it sounded like somebody was walking in the room above me, like not having like sex, like walking back <laughs> and forth all night long. Nice. That that one was incredibly upsetting. That was the worst, actually. But <laughs> um, and that I couldn't leave because I was it was actually outside of Philly and I was stuck in a snowstorm. So Oh man. Um, but I've never, you know, like left a hotel like that, but there are plenty of places that have offered me like a place to stay on the road where I have turned them down or I've left. Yeah. Because I didn't feel safe. So sure. Of course. And, and, and like I said, I think that also comes with getting older too. We, we get a lot better. Uh, Oh, David, David said, how was the VIP buffet? It was actually awesome at the, at the jamboree. The first day was barbecue and they had barbecue chicken pulled pork and barbecue spaghetti, which I had never had before, and I really liked it. Huh. It's basically spaghetti with barbecue sauce and onions. That's what I figured. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. good. And um, and apparently it's very popular in Memphis because I saw it a few places. Um, so no, the the food was very good, and they had um dessert. It had uh, that day. It was banana pudding, and it was super good. And they had a few other things I'm forgetting, like oh, they had a potato salad and a few other things that I may have not had, and tea and cold water. And then on Sunday, the VIP meal was nothing but sandwiches, just a bunch of different kinds of sandwiches and wraps, and they were all really fresh and delicious. Good. Um, so I was very, very happy with the VIP buffet. I uh, ate myself silly. Uh, Chris Weaver said the chicken was so good. Yeah, it was. It really was. Uh, Asia Wolf said, uh, doing good, man. So glad you had a good time at the event. Uh, off topic, have you tried Stubbs the Zombie yet? I haven't tried it yet. I promise I will stream it when I do. It's in my Amazon wish list. I'm going to be buying it. Just not right now because I'm, I'm still kind of balancing my life after the trip. Uh, then Azure Wolf said, I had to leave a hotel around three in the morning. The headboard fell on my head while I was um, sleeping. LOL. Fair enough. Um, I had to ditch an Airbnb once because it was dirty and then the bed broke. I think I remember that. Yeah, that was the last Jamboree. Uh, but that one was in, in Lehighton, Pennsylvania. But yeah, the, the place was not filthy, but it wasn't clean. It was middling. So on the third night when the bed broke and I was just sleeping, it just broke when the bed broke. I was like, I am fucking done. But that place, that was a bad situation because the drive, the, the, the movie show ended at two 30 in the morning. And then we had to drive an hour to the hotel because there were no hotels nearby that weren't full. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That was a little rough, but the hotel we stayed at was super nice and they gave us a late checkout for free. So Good. I mean, yeah, that was the time where I was like, you should just come to me because I'm like an hour away. <laughs> yeah, no, we we should have just come to you. It, But it was also it was just so late at night, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, but uh, yeah, we should have. But uh, but no, it, it turned out fine. The hotel room was nice. We got a nice shower and got cozy and it was good. It was a good experience. That one was. But yeah, and, the, and that Airbnb did refund us the nights we couldn't stay. Good. Um, which was nice of them. But. It still won't save you. Just like shooting them. I don't know why. I that, but, um, but no, so it was an interesting experience. I just, I don't want to like, I'm not too good for stuff like that. But like, there was this moment where I like, as I was walking to the hotel, the only thing in my brain, uh, the, the crappy hotel was that like, I wasn't going to leave anything in my room when I wasn't there. Oh, did I mention the door? You could like see through 
the door to outside. Like the, the door had such a big crack space that yeah. made me nervous. I've, I've seen that before in, in motels. Not one's this scary though. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. Like if it had nothing else wrong, I could have lived with it, but it was yeah. funny. Cause then when I was set up in my nice Hilton room, I was mad that I didn't bring my laptop and stuff. Cause I was yeah. like, Oh man, yeah. uh, but I, but I didn't bring it. Cause I knew I was going to be staying in a cheap hotel. Uh, Chris Weaver commented, I would love if the Jamboree comes back to the Mahoning. Me too. I love the Mahoning drive-in. Uh, I know they wanted to go with a more central location in the country because Mahoning is way out east. But for me, it was identical. The Mahoning is about seven and a half hours away. Memphis is about seven and a half hours away. I had been to the Mahoning three other times for events, and I love everything about it. Um, so, oh, yeah. And he said, uh, it's going to be super expensive if it goes to Vegas next year. That's the rumor. There's, it's not proven. It's not official, but there's a rumor it's going to be in Vegas. I don't know. Uh, other than the flight to Vegas or driving to Vegas, Vegas hotels are actually generally cheap and generally nice. I mean, you know what I mean, but for what you're paying. I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely, my, my dad one time was in Vegas and he stayed in a hotel where like there was literally a murder. Like when he was like, like the, there was blood. Yeah, but you, but he, they didn't murder your dad. No, but he saw the police tape and things and in the elevator. Eh, you're just being a baby at that point. Aww. No, no, I mean, don't, but what I mean is like, like $110 hotel in Vegas can be pretty nice. Um, is my point. Like, it's not, it's because Vegas, they want you to pay, they want you to stay there as long as possible to, to right. gamble all of your money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think we could find a reasonable option in Vegas. If it does go to Vegas, I may actually do it because I've always wanted to go to Vegas and, oh, and okay. hang out. So that might be just what I need. I'm sorry. It says Facebook user. <laughs> Facebook user says I stayed at a place similar to what you were describing. I had a nice view of a trailer park when I looked out the window. See, that would have comforted me if human beings lived near there, but it was like a wasteland of nothing but tweakers. So, uh, see Amanda said seeing Penn and Teller live is on my bucket list. That would be really cool to see them at the Rio all suites hotel and casino. But, um, but yeah, so do you have any other, uh, stories about times you were not safe? Like just in general? Yeah. Why not? (laughs) I don't know. There's, there's probably a lot of them. <laughs> That'd be good, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I just remember when I used to stay in flea bag hotels when I was younger, they didn't feel that dangerous. But, I mean, I think you just probably picked an exceptionally dangerous one. Because, yeah, I mean, usually when I go to wherever hotels, like, it's not in the middle of some sort of really scary area. Yeah. Except that one with the gun. But yeah, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> and even that one, it wasn't so bad around there. It was just a, you know. People. That's what I mean. Like that's why it freaked me out because I started to feel like it wasn't isolated. That this place is a nightmare. Like I just kept seeing more. <gasps> excuse me, more trouble people. Sure, sure. I mean, you probably have a lot of like uh, semi-homeless people living in that living in that uh, place too. So yeah, and and slang and drugs. <clears throat> excuse me. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, mean, it felt like most of them. <laughs> just the ones you could see. <laughs> yeah, just like the, the other cockroaches ones I couldn't hiding. see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, that's the bright side that you should have brought me when I called you panicked. Sorry. 
Uh, Ray Mattis said, Vegas is a lot of fun. Also, if you go, let me know. I have a relative who works for the Blue Man Group and can get you tickets. Dude, I will, for real. That sounds awesome. But uh, I need to uh, hop off. My throat is really, really sore. Uh, <laughs> uh, side effect of, uh, of a whole long weekend. But I do want to say before I go, I mentioned Ray to Michelle that now that my car is in good shape, I'm going to try to come out and visit you guys. So, cause Ray lives near you. So, um, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I, unfortunately I, I hate to like, I wanted to try to like transition perfectly. And then my throat started to really, really hurt about three minutes mm. ago. So we're going to call it a day, but it was awesome hanging out with you guys and talking. And Michelle is so big shot this time that she had to step away twice during the show. So I'm worried that, before you know it, Michelle's going to just be too big for all of us. Well, I'll let you have the last word so you could try to defend yourself, Michelle. I don't want to. It's okay. Just eat me. It's better. I don't really think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What does it matter? In the end, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Right? Like that. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.